0: Many years ago, when my youngest son was in kindergarten, he brought home some of that uh, enjoyable school art. Uh, And uh, what an artist he was. On one side, he shows a kid riding a bike. On the other side is evidently someone sitting down and trying to think. And the caption read, riding a bike is easy. Thinking is hard. And uh, we use that today in our title to kind of set up the conversation around why sustaining change, important change, is so difficult despite all of our efforts and energy that goes into it. So today we explore the forces both for and against making change stick. And you know about now in a world that so needs positive change there may not be a more important conversation to have. So today You'll get why energy that fuels change needs constant renourishment and ways to do it. And we'll also talk about the need to anticipate and mitigate change derailers. So we land a couple planes today and uh, always interested in your thoughts and ideas. So please join us. Come in, grab a snack, welcome.
1: Hey, mom.
0: Hey, Joyce.
1: So after our last conversation um, on learning versus training, an underpinning that we didn't talk about was there, was change. Mm. Learning is change. If it's real learning, it often impacts behavior. And yet we know a lot of times the learning battery doesn't last long enough (laughs) to make behavioral change. And I thought we could jump into that, even though it really is a hornet's nest.
0: You know, that, that, um, this topic makes me fidgety. Yeah, me too. Uh, Because to use a well-worn expression, uh, what you're describing is, is the bane of my existence. That almost... It was ever-present in terms of changes I personally wanted to make, changes that I advocated for others, or well-intentioned training uh, that cost a lot of money and invested a lot of people's time that ultimately collapsed um, uh, yeah. itself. It, yeah, it
1: literally or it ran out. It runs out of steam. Exactly. You know. So you know. where do we get the fire that creates the steam? Yeah. Well, a lot of that one is when power says you have to make this change or off with your head. You know, you'll be fired if you don't make this change. Okay. So no, that's, and that's a pretty strong motivator. Well, I was going to say, it's the power of <laughs> coercion. Co- coercion. <laughs> I'm struggling here today. Uh, or is corrosion what the earth does? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i'll give
0: you another one and that is uh the the leadership uh, power of inspiration so it's kind of like yes a non-shackled way of getting people to sustain change to yeah. if people can see it and feel it's authentic and they want to be it mm-hmm. uh, that helps sustain change
1: and we could certainly do a timeline and somebody should do a study of what sustains change. Yeah. And and we're talking about what does sustain it and what does damage it. I think partly when you get change motion sickness, in other words, they're coming so fast and the demands are all so different that you're dizzy. You can't get your feet grounded to make a big change. So you're constantly in a whirlwind and i think there's a lot of that going on and so you can't you can't ground the behavior
0: yeah so you know that's that's kind of looking at it the forest the big picture mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to a granular level and and uh describe how at least i experience it and that's when uh um i want to make a change okay mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. And, and i commit to it mm-hmm. um But all of a sudden, um, I am a little overzealous in the goals that I set, like these big goals that over time, not a lot of time, they become huge weights on my shoulder. And because it feels so uncomfortable, and the fact that I'm failing, I give up on it. So I I heard this expression, um, to select one wildly unambitious goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're looking at taking the steps to making a change, what would be one wildly unambitious goal that that would be a a small incremental but one that you can digest so there's change, then there's like the enormity of pressure that we put on
1: ourselves that which therefore there's a great do what you can with what you have now. Now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, move the needle.
0: Now, I'm words are coming. This is an easy for me to do when you're in a podcast and the words are not coming to you. Uh, There's the song that uh, had a line in it from John Lennon. um, um, Life happens when you're busy doing other things. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, how I think that plays in here. So we're looking at making a change. So as a leader, as an individual, uh, as a company. And so there's all kinds of intentionality about it. There's, there's a lot of good momentum around it. And then something happens. It could be a hurricane. It could be the leader leaves the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what uh, Robert Keegan and Lisa laskow in their book, Community to Change, they, they entitled this the high probability of low probability events occurring. So yeah. you commit to doing something big in your life, and and then other things are happening that literally trip you up uh, and take you, and derail you. I guess that would be the word I'd use.
1: Yeah, and I would also say, and this is a big deal today at many levels. Change takes energy. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I can't
0: think. I can't think of a a, a life behavior or a, a life Um, altering event i mean it is it takes a ton of energy
1: extra energy whether it's a physical moving or whether it's um thinking differently or you know mm, talking yourself into behaving differently that's all energy
0: yeah yeah
1: so where do we get it in a time of constant change let's assume
0: that that energy will will naturally diminish over time
1: is that like a law of physics <laughs> well, I, it,
0: it, you know be, and it could be other things get in the way if you become yeah. overwhelmed. Um, so what can you do to to kind of give you yourself a booster shot and one of the simplest things that i've read um i think it was uh, uh saying that that one of the the greatest things a person can do to uh make a change and sustain that change is to find a partner to do them do it with them hmm. and I don't mean from an accountability partner, it could be that but i i I take a look at uh, when we were offline I was talking about the fact for the last couple of months my wife and I had kind of shifted our diet uh in a pursuit of being healthier and and losing weight. We're two months into it and we're committed. And I think wow. it's both of us are in it together. If it was her doing it without me or vice versa, yeah. I don't think we'd have the energy to sustain it.
1: Does that make sense? Yes. I was thinking about whether that works for me and whether I could join you and make it a trio. <laughs> but um, welcome it. Um, here's the other thing so there's commitment, but even that, if you get enough. Low probability events. Yeah. Because what you're doing, because you have a partner, is you're maintaining a focus. Yes. And so to have um, sustainability and change, you've got to keep that focus of the primary goal, and change takes energy. Therefore, you've got to pull your focus from other things. You can't have a primary focus that you need for sustain, sustained change if your list <laughs> entails everything.
0: You know, it's a great example of that from a from a structural systemic uh, pers- perspective uh, are people that are uh, transitioning to sobriety, uh, mm. they have, uh, you know, a significant drinking problem. They may go through rehab, mm. uh, go to AA. But I think one of the key tenants is having a mentor or partners that you work with to Mm -hmm. change that oh so difficult uh behavior
1: in your life and when my training budget was totally cut yeah i designed learning groups based on self-help self-help model of um overeating and over drinking groups you know it was you get together nobody's the leader yeah and you remind each other of a focus on a regular basis. So in large organizations, I, I think we uh, eliminating unnecessary work and, and uh, telling people this matters, this doesn't matter as much. Everything could matter. Nothing we do is foolish. This matters more. This matters not quite as much. And if you can get really clear and let people know, I'm not going to be doing that, that doesn't matter as much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that you can never do it all. And we say that, we say that in our personal lives and in organizational, uh, we don't announce it. Remember when we did, um, rele- uh, what was it, relentlessly eliminate sure. It doesn't matter. Right. But we had everybody post. Oh, yeah. Functions post on the wall. Don't expect this from us. Not happening.
0: You used to come to this meeting. We're not having it anymore. Right. Yeah.
1: And I I really recommend that, by the way, (laughs) to organizations right now to decide what you're going to let go of and let people know you're going to.
0: Yeah. As much as that felt like technical training at the time, it really was
1: adaptive, shifting your whole. Yes, it was. It was a tool. It was a tool that we used in order to get the data to to make learning happen. Yeah. But talking about it out loud. Oh, it's so much fun, I want to say. It's (laughs) not. It's painful. I think one of the largest things a leader has to learn is that every day. Important things will fall off your plate. Make sure they're not as important as what's on the plate.
0: Our mutual friend, Meg, and I'll just yeah. her first name. Yeah. And I don't know, I think she came up with this expression, um, but she has used it as kind of an anchor in her leadership. Mm-hmm. And that expression is a cadence of accountability. Mm-hmm. Like that we're we're staying with this. this mm-hmm. is going to stay on the plate. It's not mm-hmm. uh you know uh, the crisis du jour uh and and if I think about some of the great work that she's done as uh leading an organization, it's because she practices this discipline cadence of, mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of focus what's on our plate mm-hmm. no big burst, no big burst I no mean no drama. The world is happening around that organization, both within and without, but it's kind of staying anchored. Um, well,
1: yeah, or stay the course. Stay the course. Yeah. I'm thinking of a CEO that used to say that to me when I would come in all rattled with wanting to get everything done. He would look at me first. He'd say, oh, go back to work. <laughs> Shut up and go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and... um Yeah, and then and when I'd come in and go, oh, this little thing might mean this little thing might mean that little thing. He'd go, just stay the course. Yeah, I love all your ideas. Stay the course, and it would calm me. Yeah. So the other thing, um, I think we mentioned. So we're talking about energy drains. Yeah. When you need extra energy, I want to emphasize extra energy to do any kind of change. And we have worn out people, I want to say old, old model companies, how do you, where, where is the energy going to be found?
0: <laughs> the one that we've already talked about, but the one that keeps coming back to me is to have a wildly unambitious uh, set of goals or
1: expectations. Um, you know, so and what if that means killing your company? What if you can't let go of ambitious goals? And there's a lot of energy drain. I think mentally sharpening the focus, yeah, and giving clarity about what's okay to let go of. Yes. You can get energy as you mentioned before from inspiration. You can get energy from rest, from nourishment, from... I have a chapter that I haven't written yet on every organization needs soothing. There'll be a time when your organization organization needs soothing. And I think soothing is in order today. And that takes away... Anxiety drains energy. So... I'm thinking, I, I'm, my brain took a, a side turn of um, someone who, who I know did a recent termination that they didn't feel good about. Yeah. And the, the reason I agreed that it wasn't a good one is um, the cadence of accountability needs to happen in a, in hiring and firing so that there can be trust in the kind of ground level level ground whatever you want the base of the organization so primary distrust is a huge energy drain so sustainability of change let's see if we can land some planes yep, we got just a few more minutes so let's land a couple energy of change sustained change takes sustained energy so develop a design about where you're going to get sustained energy for instance, in health, I'll read a book about health and it'll give me a, the booster shot I need.
0: Yeah. I, I think that uh, sustaining change requires building a community, whether that's another person, a team, uh, to be able to sustain itself and keep the energy
1: high. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate inspiration as a leader. Don't start the change. Stay you with your inspiration and the story of the company and where they're at and what's needed, keep that energy flowing.
0: You know, it's, it's funny. I I was just going to say th- uh, that energy just by, and I, I will say it's a law of physics that <clears throat> energy will always wane over time. Sure. So, it's inertia. Yeah. So, so be cognizant of that in a way of, uh, either from within or as a leader uh, to, to look at assessing that and then uh, uh, creating uh, booster shots, if you will, to get the change going.
1: Another way to release energy, and remember, we're talking about energy, extra energy is needed for change. Um, it's okay to build in complaining. It's okay to gripe. Yeah. It makes, um, I have two daughters and occasionally we'll get together and say, you want to gripe? <laughs> you just take turns and take turns. And pretty soon we're laughing our heads off and our energy for going forward is renewed. So don't try to tamp down um, the conversation about, whoa, this is awful. This is hard. I don't know if I can do it. And in fact, if I can't do it, I'm going to leave. I'm going to quit the change or I'm going to quit the company. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I think energy uh, can be really increased. And this kind of goes back to like, you have so many changes happening. Uh, or when you need to shift in a pretty significant way uh, versus something that's wildly unambitious. One thing I think is helpful uh, in our conversation today is looking at your plate and answering the question what is on my plate that will have the most significant upside in moving the company through a big change that's going to make a difference? So, you know, it's the old saying small things that make a big difference. So, if you try to do seven other things at the same time, um, that's probably not going to be as powerful as picking what matters most. And with that cadence of accountability, staying on it. I
1: agree. And I have my personal plate. And therefore, I, I have a messy house. My, mine is family, work, health. Yeah. Look at that in third place. Friends. And then that's it. And some days, yeah. So when I'm torn... I'll go back to those. And it does mean I'm not doing other things that really matter. I'm not writing that chapter today. I'm not calling that friend today. Why? Because family has come first for today. Anyway, and, and I remember for in the food industry, going from a store manager to a district manager, that's the primary thing they had to learn. Absolutely. So you don't get it all done. Make sure you're getting done what matters most. Take a deep breath and live with the, with the live with the unfinishedness of the rest, because we are always looking for closure. But stay with the sharp edges of what matters most. Wow,
0: I'm not sure I can add. Anything more other than to tell you, uh, going back to what you were talking about, letting people gripe and get their things off their chest. One of the things that I love most about sometimes when you and I were working the, together and we had a bad day, yeah. before we get into the topic at hand, we did kind of agree to both do five just blatant complaints. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was yeah. so cathartic. It kind of cleared the air. Um, to then, uh, once we were, uh, it was out of our system, we could focus Mm -hmm. on what was in front of us.
1: Oh, I keep thinking, and a crowded brain, a crowded (laughs) brain is really an energy drainer. And every once in a while, I would be clear on what my group needed to do, but they wouldn't. And we would come and put stickums all over the wall with every darn thing that was on our last nerve about what needed to be done. And then I would go and take some down. I'd say, this one I'm tearing up. This one I'm tearing out. Don't think about it. It doesn't matter. Don't do it. I don't care. And we'd all leave um, with more space in our brains. <laughs> that is really enlightened leadership. It's it's
0: almost a paradox because you think about a good leader can put more on people's plate. And sometimes that's not the solution. It's the problem. Yeah. So I think we're at time.
1: I do Thanks too. Thanks, everyone, for showing up today. Go forth and create change, good, sustainable change. By all
0: means, if we've said something that's offended, if we say something that is the opposite of your experience, please let us know. Or that you loved. Oh,
1: amen, sister. I need that positivity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at BobandJoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others define the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcasts. Until the next time, Be well
1: and be safe.